Hello and welcome to the Dobcast. I'm Erica Stacey and in this episode, I'm chatting with digital marketer and good friend of the show, Jen Everson. We'll be discussing the main reasons some organizations struggle with or even fail at their social media marketing. It's not all negative though. Our aim is to highlight these pitfalls so you can avoid them and succeed with your social in 2019. You'll also hear Jen's dad's social media tips, my analogy between time management and handbag size, and Jen will also share what she's focusing on this year. Hi, and welcome to the Dobcast. I'm Erica from Scout Digital Training, and I'm here again with Jen Everson from Jen Everson Consulting. Hello. <laughs> really bad when I struggle with your actual name That's as well right. as your business name. That's okay. <laughs> um, so if you don't know who Jen is, you should, and we're not going to do a big formal intro today, uh, but you can go back and listen to episode four of the Dobcast where um, Jen spoke to us about the important aspects that need to go into developing a social media strategy. So that was end of last year? It was. It didn't seem like that long ago. It's crazy to think it's already 2019. If you haven't listened to that strategy episode, really recommend going back and listening to it because it's a great time of the year to develop a strategy and we'll probably be touching on some aspects of that today. But today specifically, we're here again to chat about social media, which is one of Jen's passion areas, but more specifically about the reasons why most organizations struggle with and sometimes even fail at social media. We don't want you guys to struggle no. and or fail. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, so our job today is to kind of point out some of the pitfalls so that you can avoid them and have a really successful year with your social media. Jen, you've worked with countless organizations. A lot, yes. Of all different shapes all different, and sizes. Yes. So we're really going to call on your expertise here today um, to chat about some of the things that you've noticed, those common elements that uh, cause some of these struggles and sometimes failures. And like I said, some, some tips on how people can avoid them as well, whether or not they are managing, I guess this is more so from the internal perspective, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yeah, it would definitely, I think it, a lot of it does come from like the internal team. It's not necessarily external factors that'll make you struggle or fail, but yeah, we'll get into it. Yeah, absolutely. So what's the first reason that most organizations struggle with or fail at social media? Uh, I think this day and age, you know, it's different from when social started out 10 years ago, which we've talked about where, you know, back in the day, it was like, oh, you let let the receptionist do it. Nothing against that or the intern, but um, there wasn't really a plan behind social. It was just, let's just do it and see what happens. And, and I just, I don't think that works anymore. You know, people do, and companies of all sizes spend a lot of time, resources, and potentially budget on social media marketing because it is one of the tools in your toolkit you need to have. So um, not having a strategy or a plan or having a strategy that works in parallel with your business strategy yes. um, is probably, I would say is my number one reason or one of the things that I see a lot when, you know, when businesses may try social media, but then it's, you know, well, what, what, how does this work with your business strategy? Sometimes it's, we don't have a business strategy. (laughs) Oh, maybe you should do that. But, um, you know, you can create a social media strategy and that can be, it doesn't have to be a super long document or anything like that, but you do need to have an idea of 
what you're using, who you're talking to, and, and why you're doing it mm. as well. Yeah, absolutely. And if people do want to develop a strategy, which hopefully you do, again, recommend going back and listening to episode four where we chat through the framework that we use and there are mm. some downloads available in the show notes to develop that. But like you say, it doesn't need to be a huge arduous task or something no. massive. And we even talk about in that episode how while there are a lot of facets involved in it it's important for it to be quite dynamic these days as well because there are some changes occurring but fundamentally things like what your business goals are yes <laughs> there should be some that stay relatively permanent yes <laughs> or and um and some and some consistencies with things like your audience and your brand as well even mm. though there might be some fluctuations in the uh, tactics that you're using yeah. within social but you've got that framework to be able to to move within and have some guidance so so yeah definitely I know, I know what you say it's um I guess some of the situations that we find ourselves in or people speaking that we speak to who have these issues they sometimes come about where like somebody just within the organization off their own bat has set up a Facebook page yes. because they think that they should or someone's mm. told them that they should and that's that can be a real challenge where you kind of putting the cart before the horse type thing and, and yes, creating the channels before actually knowing who you're talking to and how you're using them. Yeah. And if your audience is even on that channel mm. as well, there were a few times probably in the last couple of years I've gotten a, we should be on Snapchat and it's like you sell real estate or insurance to people who are over 50. They aren't using Snapchat. <laughs> um, so it's just making sure you know who you're talking to and understanding if, you know, if they are using social media and what channels they are using and how they're using it as well. Because all the channels now, basically all the channels now, yeah, have a variety of different features and there may, may be some features that you lean on a lot more than others. Mm. That audience, I just want to touch on again. Like, obviously, that's a that's an aspect of your strategy. I probably have to avoid saying if if there's one thing I would focus on because <laughs> you know me, I like to try and focus yeah. on about seventeen things at once. <laughs> yeah. But one thing I do keep coming back to with a lot of the work I'm doing at the moment is that idea of target audience because it yes. answers so many questions and not and and I guess having to have that view that isn't like you say, the, you know, that focus group of one and your yeah. own perspective. Um, and that can be a challenge whether you are working as a consultant or within an organisation that somebody might personally not use a particular mm-hmm. channel or they might not personally use Facebook or social media at all, but you've got to take yourself out of, out of that yeah. and, and look at, again, you know, who is, the, who is my audience, who is our audience, what are they doing, what's important to them. Yeah. It's not all about me. We used to have this back in my design days, the number of times we'd have an issue with a logo design or something because somebody had a particular issue with a certain colour <laughs> or something. Stop being a focus group of one. <laughs> it kind of feels like the same thing or they'd be like, we can't do that or, you know, my wife or my husband or my kid or my something yeah. thinks this. I'm just like, well, that's great. Yeah. And sometimes it can be hard because I know, like you and I, because we're in the industry, especially if you use social media in the way that we do or we're you know using it for clients or if you're using it for your business the way I use social media is probably very different from someone who is similar to me but doesn't work within this space yes. and so um yeah I always have to take that step back and when it comes to developing your target audiences or, or looking at them or viewing them take the time to take that step back don't think oh, I'm gonna knock this out in an hour you know you got to take the time to actually okay what would, what would their journey be? What does that look like? You know, 
I know that I would do it this way, but that is not <laughs> probably the way that um, the you know target audience would do it. Um, and the other thing with target audience is one thing I know we've been kind of working on is with strategies, you know, talking to your team mm. and asking them who they think their target audience is, but then utilizing some of the insights before writing the strategy, I guess, yes. to see who you're actually talking to on Facebook. Cause sometimes there is a bit of a discrepancy. <laughs> um, you know, you think you're talking to one person, but in reality, a whole different audience is actually engaging or that's who you're reaching on social channels. So that may trigger you to think, you know, okay, we do have this target audience and at the end of the day, they're our primary audience, but we need to acknowledge the people that we're currently talking to um, and who are using these platforms. Can we somehow move them down that customer funnel so that at, at some point they can become our primary audience? And there are so many tools and quite simple and so even free tools that tools. you can use yeah. <laughs> that you can use to do that. So, and we've used um, Google Analytics and, and, you know, even just Facebook Insights yeah. and the basic platform Insights. So obviously um, we just talked about target audiences, but from your strategy, um, understanding your priorities and your resourcing is massive. Because if, if you are a team of one, obviously you can't spend every day, like all day, every day, just on social media marketing. No. If you're trying to run a whole business. That would be um, nice. It would be nice. It'd be fun. Um, but you need to be able, like you need to be realistic about what you can achieve. Um, and so I think that brings us to our to my second point, which is always resourcing. <laughs> yes. It's such a big one and one that yeah. we get asked about a lot as well. We do. We're, um, developing strategies for other organizations and helping to implement them and mm. train up their teams or working externally or just within the training scenarios as well. Like I know when you have people come along to your training yeah. workshops, they ask how long should I be spending yeah. on this? or how long should my team be spending, spending on this? So, and resourcing is actually one aspect of the, the strategy framework that we use as well is working to your available resources yes. <laughs> and it is it's definitely one of those areas because it's often I guess like a lot of marketing kind of sadly seen as a bit gratuitous and a yeah. nice to have and when things get busy or other stuff takes priority in the business it's the first thing to go, to go. It, get, it gets dropped off the list so so yeah so not not actually resourcing it appropriately either from the start or mm -hmm. um, having that focus and priority on it is yeah definitely a reason why a lot of organizations I see fail with social and often sometimes blame it on social yes it's not their approach. yeah it's not necessarily channel that's failing um yeah it's just giving it just giving it a little TLC we always say you know with social media marketing it isn't just it's not like traditional marketing where you just you're just pushing out that message mm. you have to um, you have to sometimes build that community. Just because you create a Facebook page doesn't mean it's not like, what is it? Build it and they will come. Yes. Like, yes, they are on Facebook, but um, they may not necessarily just jump over to your page and like it right away. So it is about, it's a, it's a slow burn, I think. Yes. It's not, it's not your silver bullet to answer anything. And you have to be prepared to spend the time and work on those relationships, social relationships with your community. Listen and with your strategy, be able to pivot when you need to. Yes. Yeah. So that does require that regular attention so that you know when there might be issues or opportunities mm -hmm. and move on them quickly. And like you said, with the, the listening and the, the community engagement and nurturing, it's something that I think often gets forgotten because we do have a big focus on, you know, publish regular content, yeah. schedule, use all of these. There's all these time-saving tools and techniques and things you can do, but it often leaves out 
the fundamental part of social media, which is being social. Yes. <laughs> and it's not even like just going back and checking and, re- and replying if someone's commented on your post or mm-hmm. sent you a message. But, you know, if you have an Instagram account as, an, as a business or an organization, you can follow other accounts yep. and you can engage with their um, content as well. And you can go exactly. and look for more people to follow who so your target audience and yeah. hashtags and that, sort of thing, and that all takes time mm-hmm. so to do it properly does actually take a lot of time and like I say you could sit there all day and you could spend oodles and of time to I've worked it. with some people that you know they're like oh yeah I dedicate like an hour to looking through Instagram I'd like to dedicate an hour looking through Instagram <laughs> but sometimes you just don't have that luxury but it is, it is making it a priority. Like you have to make social a priority if you want it to work for your business. And having that, so I think these definitely go hand in hand with the, the resourcing, having that priority, but having that strategy as well so mm-hmm. that you're not just spending time faffing on social. Yeah. It is still quite strategic. So am I following people who are within my target audience? Yeah. Am I looking at relevant hashtags? Am I engaging with relevant content? I'm not just liking, you know, cat pictures or something if I don't work <laughs> you've, in that you've industry. You've forgotten you're on your business account, not your personal account. <laughs> hate it when that happens. <laughs> unlike, unlike, unlike. Uh, so, uh, so do you have any advice on how um, people and organisations can plan their time and their resources? Because it is something that we do get asked a lot is what, yes. what is the best way to, you know, how, how long will this take? <laughs> <laughs> um I, a few, I guess, yeah, I have a few things, I guess, a few recommendations. Um, one, I just said it, but making it a priority. You know, I'm big into like calendaring and calendaring my day out and prioritizing my day. And I think, and I've said it before in the last podcast, but I think part of managing, being, you know, managing social media channels or managing a community, you kind of have to have your shit organized. Yes. Like you have to be organized to extent. You don't have to be like a guru of organization, but you need to know how to organize things. And I always say, actually put it in your calendar or your diary, how much time you're going to spend managing or working on your social media, um, implementing your social media strategy. Um, and that can be, you know, if realistically, so you have to be realistic about it as well. Like you, okay, you're a business of one, you can't do it all day, every day. But if you say, okay, realistically, I can spend half an hour a day or an hour a day, or if it's half an hour a day, can I make that an hour every other day kind of thing? Put it in your calendar to start with until you're in the routine of being able to check and, and, and it doesn't become an afterthought. Um, yeah, I think that's the most important thing is, like yeah. I say, it's that priority, it's targeted and conscious, mm-hmm. not a last minute thing that you do that yeah. like four o'clock that four feeling. o'clock feeling <laughs> where then four o'clock turns into like two weeks turns into three months a year later you're calling one of us <laughs> we were on Facebook I don't know the login I think also when it comes to okay how much time from your strategy ideally you're building a bit of a roadmap or a to-do list and prioritizing that to-do list and knowing that you can't get it all done in one day mm-hmm. and giving allowing yourself to work on it over a period of time and that you know for some clients it's we're going to do this over 2 weeks and here's 10 people to help you know kind of tick things off the box or get things going. Some people that we work with, I think it's over six months or a year is what we're going to yeah. work, you know, work on implementing this strategy. And I think it's okay. It doesn't need to happen all at once because um, you want to do it right. 
the first time around instead of like you said faffing around and then you're like oh god now I gotta go back and redo everything or rethink about everything so I think it's that and then the other thing is you know I know sometimes in bigger organizations it can be hard if you are the social media coordinator and you're trying to get resourcing or budget working your way up so I think it's really important for you and I talked about this before from having it kind of be a top-down where it's coming from the CEO, the business owner. Like, they understand social media and they understand how it can help support their business goals. It's a bit easier to get buy-in when it's someone who's higher up saying, we're going to commit to doing this. Yeah. Instead of someone who's maybe just doing the implementation. It's like, we need to commit to doing this. (laughs) No one's listening to them. It is. It's so hard. And I was having this conversation with a client last week who is thankfully very supportive of the use of social media within the organization but we did have a bit of one of those reminder conversations yeah like you've got some new people in your team now you yeah. to kind of reinforce to them that you know how this fits into your overall business goals and the brand and culture as well to make it easier yeah when we're trying to, you know, push stuff through at the lower level. So, yeah, so important having that that good understanding of resources. And I think from a time perspective, and one of the things I love about blocking out time in a calendar, whether it's for social media or any task, is it can make you really efficient. Yes. Like I have this weird analogy in my head, like always – Okay, so for years and years, I kept buying bigger and bigger handbags because my handbag was never (laughs) big enough. But then I realized no matter how big my handbag is, I will always fill it. Mm -hmm. Like, so if I have a big handbag, it's going to just get filled with stuff. It's not going to feel large enough. And for me, time is kind of the same. Like, you can feel that time. Yeah regardless of how much you give yourself. So if it's yeah, 15 minutes a day or half an hour a day, it's more about making sure you're using that time mm-hmm. effectively and making you know use of some of those other tools so that you're not just doing like one post a day but batching up yep. some and trying to create batching, those I little efficiencies one, yeah. that can assist with your resourcing and, and yeah, having those those blocked out bits of time. But I'm also trying to be more conscious now of using those those small pockets of time that I find mm-hmm. myself with. So if I'm, you know, five or ten minutes early for a meeting, which rarely happens. <laughs> 2019 goal. Erica's going to be five or ten minutes early for a meeting. But where, where I do find those couple of minutes, it's like, ah, oh, you know, and, and this the thing is, this is really obvious stuff that we generally do with our personal accounts. Yes. But it's having those little things that we, that we can do with our business accounts that it's like, oh, I'm going to spend this time checking out this hashtag mm-hmm. for my industry or yeah. for a client or, or an looking for, or yeah, for an event or doing those those little things. So it's not just scrolling through your own personal feed but kind of going, okay, I've got five minutes. I'm going to try and find 20 new accounts to follow that mm-hmm. are relevant to to my organization and having those like little wins along the way as well. But I think it is once you kind once you start, if you're not already doing social and you're new to it. Once you get in that habit of doing it, then mm. it becomes second nature. And then we don't, you know, then we, I never get people asking, how do you make time? It is people. Oh, I just do it here. Five minutes yeah. here, five minutes there um, to do some of the things. And that's, you know, it's, it's like anything I guess in life. Yeah, and that's where probably the starting is so hard and there, there can sometimes be a lot of enthusiasm. Yes, <laughs> a lot of enthusiasm. <laughs> and particularly at this time of the year as well, like we're getting a lot of inquiries at the moment for people like, this is going to be the year. Yeah, and I'm going to get my shit organized. <laughs> um, and it is about making it sustainable. So I mean, one of the things that 
I've done with quite a number of organisations over the year where they've either had existing accounts that have been quite for some time and we're mm. trying to reinvigorate them yep. or if it's a and brand new account the audience, yeah. is you don't necessarily come out and post like 20 updates no, in one week no. because you're super excited because uh, yeah if they're old accounts you're going to have issues with algorithms and mm-hmm. maybe people even seeing it and if they're new accounts uh, like a, a lot of new accounts are going to take a little bit of time to grow yeah, as well unless you're yeah. advertising or have other growth strategies there so it's about kind of easing into it and you know using those uh, guidelines within the strategy that you develop hopefully mm-hmm. to um, set some s- sustainable goals around how often are we going to post and then once you've created that habit what I say like three weeks to create a habit or something oh, I thought it was like 61 days or something crazy maybe I was just thinking about <laughs> going to the gym someone told me you gotta go 61 days and I'm like I'm out, I'm out. <laughs> that's a new one I'm gonna have to look at that afterwards <laughs> So, yeah, however long it takes, we will find out how long it takes to create a habit. But sticking at it at a sustainable point for three weeks or 61 days or somewhere in between. And um, until it does become more second nature and you can start to ramp up, you know, maybe how often you're posting or adjusting your content based on the response you're getting or those types of things. So so that that resource thing is is, is going to flex you yeah. need to have a bit of flexibility yes. with it as well. Um, quickly, before we move on to the next point, we talked about resourcing, but also because social media moves so quickly as well, right? Like Facebook's always doing stuff and features are popping up, training, yes. like upskilling. You, you kind of have to stay up to date with what's yeah. happening. It's just part of, part of the game. You can't afford to become stagnant with it. Yes. So while you do have you know your, your strategy and your plan, it is about having the skills as well not just the tools Mm -hmm. to do it and that's where sometimes like I mean we know we work with organizations where you know it might just be given to the youngest person in the organization which can sometimes work really well but if if there isn't that strategy and framework around it it still might not work Um, and in other situations or with particular organizations I've found really experienced customer service People can often work really well yes. on social because they've already got that understanding of community and respond yeah. to questions and needs. Yep. So it's about yeah finding the, the right resources for it as well and making sure that they're skilled appropriately. And there's lots of great free resources as well there and is. some great groups. We can link to some in the show notes, particularly for the locals that are really supportive and share a lot of resources as well. I think one of the things I've, it's not really has to do with resourcing, but one of the things I've just accepted is it will not surprise me if I log into Facebook today and then I log into Facebook tomorrow and it's completely different. <laughs> it's, it just doesn't surprise me anymore. I don't get frustrated. It is what it is. They change the layout of, you know, ads manager or yeah. business manager all the time and you just kind of have to go with it. Yeah. Oh, so, okay, Facebook, you've decided to do this today. Let's see how long it sticks. Yeah, yeah, particularly when things disappear. Oh, like, yeah, that's For anybody worst. who had their pages feed button, like, disappear uh, for a few weeks and then it just reappeared. Yeah. So that was a question going through a few of the groups we're part of. It's like, has anybody seen this? Is it just me? But, yeah, these things can happen a lot as well and it's just part of the game. You have already talked about keeping on top of new features that come along onto social (laughs) but this is also one of my bugbears with some organizations who do struggle and fail at social is there's sometimes a little bit too much emphasis on the bright shiny and yes so it's a bit it's a bit of a balance there isn't it it is it is i I said earlier it's not social media isn't the silver bullet you know in some instances it can work for an aggressive short-term campaign 
in those instances, I would say you have a lot of advertising money to mm. play with, but a lot of organizations don't just want to throw out, you know, here's 10 grand to spend in no. two weeks. I mean, if you do, come have a chat with me. <laughs> <laughs> I love you already. It isn't going to be that silver bullet. And so, you know, don't get distracted by the new, the newest platforms that are coming out or the newest features. I always say when new features come out, so for example, when Instagram stories came out, total rip off of Snapchat, but whatever. Um, when Instagram stories came out, a lot of my clients, I said, Hey, let's, yes, we can explore using this feature, but first, why doesn't everyone who's helping, you know, implement the social strategy just as a user have a play around with the feature mm. first so that you can understand how a user may use it essentially. And then we'll have a look at, does it fit into our strategy? Is that something, you know, for a lot of the times it's our Instagram content is this beautifully curated, very thought out images or videos that are going up, but we want to be able to tell that behind the scenes story and yeah. Okay. Instagram stories is is a great way to do that, to share the raw, the real, the transparent. Um, But some organizations, it doesn't work out like that. We just find that, you know, Instagram stories isn't the place for us or Facebook Facebook Live is the place mm. where we want to be because we have limited resources. So then yes. we look at what's going to be the most effective and what's going to engage our audience. And that's a great example of where having that strategy in the first place that outlines your aims, your objectives, your target audience, your brand is that roadmap for going back and going, okay, this new feature's come along. Let's consider it. Is it going to achieve our aims and objectives are our target audience using it mm-hmm. or potentially going to be interested in it? Does it suit our brand or is it really off brand? Yeah. And use that little checklist before we kind of invest too much time and energy when we might just be needing to maintain what you're the doing. Ex- yeah. um, existing engagement level. Yeah. <laughs> you got it out. We need more coffee. Too. Um, but I think the other thing is bright, shiny things, bright, shiny objects. We've seen a lot of platforms come out and they're like, the new Facebook, the new, mm. yeah, okay. I always just take that with a, usually a big grain of salt. I haven't really, I don't think I've seen one stick in the last few years. Remember Peach? No, I, I forgot was, about yeah. that. I was trying to remember the names of some of them because I was doing this article a couple of weeks ago, like a wrap up of 2018, and I was trying to research yeah. I just, back on just some of these. in my head. And I just couldn't. I was like, I know there was Ello. You know what's the best? This is what? like a tangent. My dad, I don't think he really understands what I do, always comes to me with the new Facebook. He's like, I found it. Here's it. I'm like, thanks, dad. You go ahead and sign up and like do what you're going to do. But, and then two weeks later, it's like, it's not the new Facebook. Like, I could have told you that. Um, but I think before, if you hear of a, a peach or an LO or something, be sure that you're doing your basics. Yes. Right? So like you don't completely um, throw them out. Yeah. We're gonna transfer all of our yeah. time and energy over to this new thing. You know, we harp on a lot about Facebook, and I think that's purely because of population size of Australia. Mm. Um, and it is the primary social channel that people are using. So a lot of the times your target audience is going to be using that social media platform, but it is okay to say, Hey, we, we've got limited resources. We've got, um, you know, limited budget. We've got, we know what we want to achieve and we know that we want to be on say Facebook and Instagram, but because we're realistic about what we know we can do 2019, we're going to focus on Facebook and Mm. then 
we'll do a check-in at, at the middle of the year, and if we feel like we've got it down and our engagement rate is looking good, our community's growing, you know, we can tick all the boxes, we understand how the platform works, okay, then it's time to have a look at Instagram. Sometimes people go, I want to be on this channel, this channel, this yes. channel, and they sign up to everything, and then they get burnt out because they're trying to do it all. Yeah, and well, they're just cross-posting exactly yes. the same oh. thing, or like automated posting. Yeah. Um, not fans of. <laughs> but I think just be sure you're doing the basics right yeah. first before you jump into anything else. And it's okay if something comes out. So if, again, like Facebook stories is, or Facebook live has come out, but you know that you don't have the resourcing to do it mm. yet. That's something that you can work towards later on in the year. Yeah. It's okay. Understand what you can and can't do. And from a resourcing perspective, I've been trying to get into this mindset myself. I, I like the idea of, um, I think, I don't think just Google do it, but they're known for doing it with, it's like, you know, 10% of employees time can be used on other projects yes. and developing new ideas. So that's where I think if you do have a, you know, a bit of a chunk of time to work on social or digital, maybe it's carving out a small part of that to explore new things yes. that come along and it might not be necessarily using them, but kind of going, okay, with this half an hour, an hour block mm-hmm. today, I'm going to try and really get my head around Instagram stories or yeah. IGTV or Facebook live and have some plays with it in my personal accounts and then figure out, can we use that in some way or are there some ways we can adapt content? But it is also hard as well. Cause I was reading an interesting thread last week about uh, an Australian based one about whether or not people had much success with Instagram TV and a lot of them had mm. actually said no. And I haven't dabbled too much in it yet. I've watched a few things, yeah. but these don't know your thoughts on this, but <laughs> Um, but these um, businesses were all saying that they'd kind of struggle with it, but they're persevering because they think there is going to be growth in the next couple of years because yeah. of the emphasis or even the next year or so because the emphasis that Instagram is placing on it and a few other factors. I can't remember the whole thread, which was really interesting, but that's one of those things where like you also can't just be half-assed with that stuff because if you, like as a business, yeah, I could put up one Instagram's TV TV episode episode yeah. yeah i'm just like story show what do we call yeah. them um yeah i could like create my channel and put up one episode and it's probably not going to do very well like yeah. i'm actually going to have to commit to spending mm-hmm. a good couple of months regularly putting out content and understanding it which i just don't have the time to do it and, at the moment. Cr- and just cre- yeah creating the content because mm-hmm. obviously that's long form video yeah right so if you don't have the time to think about your evergreen posts for the next month. Like if you don't have the time to think about that, then maybe it's not the time to think about Instagram TV. We're going to wrap up with our final reason for why most organizations fail with their social media. And it is not measuring, reporting, insights. (laughs) We talk about that a lot. We do. But I think it's important. You don't want to be putting time and effort into something and not not really knowing if it works, you know, don't, don't come to me and go, Oh, this one post Facebook is telling me it's doing 95% better. Something like that. Like that looking at one post is not a true measure of how well you're executing your social media strategy. It it isn't. But we are really fortunate with how quickly we can get these results as well, which does allow us to be quite nimble and able to pivot as opposed to committing to a you know, two-week TV campaign or a billboard that's going to be up for four weeks and then looking back afterwards to see whether or not it worked. Mm -hmm. So there's kind of that two two aspects of your measurement and your reporting that kind of 
looking at sometimes some of that surface stuff as you go or hopefully if you do have some actual conversions set up based on your business goals particularly if any of those can be measured in you know practically real time through website or through some other reporting dashboards that's really helpful and then doing that kind of more detailed analysis and reporting looking back on what's happened over the last month or ideally monthly but if not quarterly one of the reasons some people know this if you've done my like reporting class you know this I, I love numbers and I think one of the reasons I was drawn to kind of digital marketing and the internet is because I don't think I'm a patient person, so I couldn't just let's put this TV ad out or whatever and then wait ah. for the results. Uh, like as soon as I remember at my first job, they showed me you do this on the website and then the next day you go back and check results and I was like, I'm in, I'm in, <laughs> I found my career. And so that's what that's why I love, you know, anything kind of digital because you can get those results pretty much the next day or the next 48 hours and you can pivot yes. instead of putting something up or putting all this time and effort. And yes, you do spend time and effort into creating content and creating ads and putting all of that out there. But then you know right away, like, yes, it's working. I don't need to do anything else. Or I know, okay, we need to just pivot just a little bit. We need to make these adjustments. But you have that flexibility to be Mm. able to do that. Yeah, so valuable. I've launched a couple of new campaigns in the last couple of days and I'm just there going, refresh, yeah, refresh, refresh, refresh. Yeah. Um, And even though I know what happens, it's still the speed of the results Mm -hmm. still blows my mind sometimes when I was watching some of these conversions tick over and I'm having it confirmed over on the other tool and then looking back in ads and I'm just like, yeah, everything's talking to each other. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, good to know it's all working. (laughs) So, yeah, really knowing what metrics you need to focus on because they're vanity metrics you know yeah fans and that's all nice to have and I know sometimes you know that makes a report looks good and looks good look good can't speak so you need coffee or sometimes you know executive team or managers just want the pretty numbers but at the same time I think one of my thoughts around vanity metrics is has shifted a little bit over the last six months when working with um, some of my clients who also work with advertisers. So I think my clients understand that I always harp on about engagement rate. Like Mm -hmm. that's the main thing that I want to look at. But obviously, depending on your business objective. So I've got some clients where it isn't engagement rate. It's actually click-through because we use Facebook as a pure traffic driver. And that's what works. But then um, for other clients, we know that it's not going to drive traffic. We use it for brand awareness. So we focus on comments. We focus on the conversations that are happening. So... We look at shares, but that's not a primary insight for us. And we look at, you know, number of likes a post may get, but again, not primary insight because we want people talking. Yeah. So then it's, let's look at comments and how many conversations are happening. But I think one thing I'm starting to work with, with clients who do have advertisers is my clients get it. Like, yep, we've got this great engagement rate, but then advertisers go, we don't care. We just want to go, we just want to advertise with the, the page that has the most likes and so you still have to keep vanity metrics kind of in the mix a bit but then I also say it's an opportunity for clients to educate those advertisers on that's fine you can go with a page that has a hundred thousand likes but we know that we can get x number of people to your website and at the end of the day you need people coming to your website or whatever it is and so just working through your insights and you know what you want to measure again that all goes back to your business 
business goals as well. Yeah. And there does need to be that balance between them as well because you can yeah. have, as we know, there are pages and accounts that have you know hundreds of thousands of likes mm. and follows, but they could also have a very low engagement rate as well. Yeah. And occasionally you can have very high engagement rate with a page that has 20 yeah. fans. Yeah. yeah. So very different ends, ends of the scales. Mm-hmm. It's trying to keep, keep that balance going through and identifying those layers of reporting metrics. We still do need to measure those kind of like top level surface yeah. vanity metrics, then move down to that next layer, looking at, at the different engagement metrics and then ideally down to those conversions, mm-hmm. which are, driving some type of business activity on your site but having that understanding of which ones are actually most important Mm -hmm. to you based on your strategy Um, and this probably sounds like a lot of work as well but there are ways (laughs) to make it easy before Um, dashboards it was a lot of work it was a lot of manual pulling reports and stuff you mentioned dashboards there big fans of dashboards I know we love a good dashboard so I actually just finally this week set up a dedicated display in my office to just like oh, cycle love through it. dashboards. I'm going to try to work from your office. <laughs> I've been meaning to do this for like years. So it's actually pretty sad that I've finally done it because I've always got it open. Like I've got the dashboard and this is something that I was telling some clients last week. I'm just like, just set it as a tab that automatically opens when you launch your browser, but it automatically loads your dashboard. Yeah, good idea. And you can share these dashboard links. Like not everyone has to have access to the dashboard dashboard itself like um, a login yes yeah that's what I mean so you, yeah. not everyone has to have a login some programs will actually allow you just to share a public url mm-hmm. so senior management or what have you can check in real time yeah what's going on I do that with a couple of my clients same campaign reports so they can just look at them at any time throughout the month or throughout the campaign you can export reports from yeah. there do scheduled reports yes and export to pdf and bits and pieces so a little bit of time to set up but really it's really valuable it once it it is actually set up Um, and a couple of the tools as well I haven't done this with my dashboards yet I think that I'll just lose an afternoon (laughs) but some of them do actually let you set up alerts as well so if you kind of hit certain peaks or or troughs it can can send you Mm -hmm. alerts on you know high engagement so you can find out if a post is going crazy or if you know yeah, cost per click has gone up dramatically yeah. or just kind of any of those triggers that you might want to be alerted of quite quickly to, to save time. So yeah, dashboards, awesome. Yeah. Once you actually know what you're measuring. Yeah. yeah. So understand what you're measuring. And then the, like Erica said, there are a ton of dashboards you can use. So potentially if you have a bit of budget, maybe carving out some of that budget for a good reporting dashboard, there are some really great free ones. Mm. Um, but if you are going to, once you start implementing your social media strategy, you'll probably find out quickly that you'll be checking your social media insights, but then because you would have Google Analytics on your website, you are then going to layer in what's happening on Google Analytics because you want to see, you know, what are those people who are coming from social? What are they doing on your website? Are they doing what you need mm. them to do? And potentially layering in email because maybe you have cross promotions yeah. between your email, all of that. So and I would say, ad campaigns, yeah, ad campaigns, Google yeah. ads or social media ads. Or... It all works together. <laughs> one intertwined entity. Yeah. So if you have, if you can carve out a little bit of budget, to find a dashboard and I'm not saying you have to go enterprise or anything like no. that, but just find a dashboard that works for you and or your team that you can access. And it does those things. It can schedule reports out. Maybe it's got a live feed. You can have lots of widgets, those types of things. Love dashboards. Yeah. We include a couple of links to a few that we use in the show notes as well. And it's really about 
talked about priorities a lot, but actually making reporting a priority as yes. well. And first week of the month. Yes. <laughs> and that's kind of comes back to your whole resourcing and mm-hmm. time. And that's something I kind of catches me out occasionally. I'm like, Same. don't overload my first week of the month. You know, we've thrown out a few numbers like an hour every other day or half an hour a day type thing. You need to also consider that how that fits throughout the whole month as well. And perhaps that first week of the month is more heavily focused on reporting. So you need to make sure you've got content scheduled Mm -hmm. at least from the previous week for that week. So you're not needing to be as hands-on doing content. And then by using those insights that you've gained from that reporting in that first week to be refining your content strategy for the following doing new content for, for the weeks to come as well. And when you do reporting, I always say, turn off your email. Yes. Like, close your million tabs. <laughs> like, really focus in on it. Because it is. Then you'll know what's working and what's not working. I love reporting. You can probably tell. And look at it in a lot of different ways. Sometimes people do need to create reports just to justify the time that's been spent. And it mm-hmm. might be about delivering that report to a board or to upper management or to a client or to a boss or that type of thing. But for me, the real value in reporting actually comes from the insights that I get as the marketer. Yes. That sometimes they don't always end up in the report, but it's those little things where perhaps it's looking at the different, uh, well, actually this probably would end up in a report because it's pretty (laughs) useful. If you've been able to identify that a certain category of posts or type of posts always works really well or a certain time of day, mm, (laughs) they're useful insights that should continue to fuel your marketing which are useful to have in that report but you know sometimes there are a few rabbit holes we go down with reporting that that don't Mm -hmm. throw up any useful answers whether or not someone reads it even though hopefully someone does you should be getting something useful out of there that's going to help continue to improve your results on social and keep driving driving you forward as well so that you don't fail or struggle but succeed because we want to succeed with this So just to recap on those points that we had about the reasons why most organizations fail with social, the first one was about not having a strategy. So it's really important to know what you want to achieve, how you plan to do it, and set those priorities that make you accountable. We mentioned the social media strategy episode, episode four, so you can go back and listen to that, and there's some downloads that we'll link to in the show notes of that strategy framework as well. The second reason a lot of organisations fail is not adequately resourcing social, and there was a few facets of that we discussed. So sometimes it is just giving it to somebody as an extra job, somebody who's potentially already overloaded or who doesn't have the necessary skills or training to be able to do it. So that's part of it. But more importantly, it's about, again, as a priority, identifying some time and what regular time can you put into your social media marketing and make sure that you stick to it and that it's sustainable. And be aware that it, it will likely grow over time, but mm-hmm. it's more about making sure that there is that that regular time to do all the things that need doing yeah. <laughs> and being really organized yeah. through that as well. The third reason a lot of organizations fail is often being distracted and probably more so like too distracted is a fair thing to say because it's it's important to be aware of new bright shiny things that come along but if you're letting them distract you from doing the basics and doing the like the fundamental day-to-day updates and what you've committed to as part of your strategy and and what you've committed to your target audience to do like you want to build up this understanding and this level of trust where they know they're going to be getting, you know, certain types of updates and certain quality of updates for you. And if that's all disappears because you're suddenly looking at, at, a, at well, yeah, have thrown that all out to go and look at a new platform. 
that no one's using yet. That no one's using. Probably won't use. Um, then <laughs> Unless that. you're my dad. <laughs> Sorry, dad. <laughs> Everyone hit Jen's dad up. <laughs> the latest platforming is. So yeah, it's, it's, it's that balance between being aware of new things that are coming along, but making sure you're um, continuing with the with the fundamentals yes. of your social strategy as well. And just wrapping up with making or well, not measuring because we're taking we're taking yeah. a slight negative approach. Yeah. This. So not measuring what's working and adjusting your strategy accordingly. Um, so if you do want to succeed and not fail, then yeah, you want to make sure you, you measure and feed that back into the strategy as well. Yeah. Any other closing words of wisdom, Jen? So I think social media can be an effective way to increase, you know, brand awareness, have your brand introduced to new target audiences or potential audiences, but only if done kind of in the right way and when you commit to doing it. A lot of people probably say that, but it, I think it's just something that has to be said over and over again. Yes. Like you can do it. You, you can execute a social media plan to work for your business, but you have to commit to it. And it's not, I'm not saying that, you know, social media is more important than something else. It's just another facet of your overall marketing toolbox that, you know, social media isn't that let's throw it on the wall and see what sticks or let's give it to someone's cousin's friend's dog to post, <laughs> you know, like you, you really have to put time and think about what you want to do with the channels because it can really help achieve some of your business goals. And I think the main thing is like brand awareness. That's, yeah. that's kind of my thing for this year is so many people are using social media. I don't think, you know, Facebook's going anywhere anytime soon. I don't think Instagram's going anywhere anytime soon. And it's just a, it's a great tool and a budget friendly tool to introduce your brand to so many more people that you may not otherwise be able to. And it's funny, like I was just realizing when you were speaking then, we're probably coming up to about 10 years I know of businesses using yes. social because I know like a lot of us, particularly within Australia, Facebook would obviously came a bit later to Australia yeah. than it did to the, um, to the States. A lot of us have personally been on social media for kind of, you know, 10, 11, yeah, 12 yeah. years or something, but in the businesses, you know, there would have been some really early adopter mm -hmm. businesses, but essentially we're like 10 years in and we're still talking about how do we use this? Yeah. So and we're not kind of, you know, 10 years ago, you probably could just throw stuff at a wall yeah. and see, see, see what, what stuck and there weren't many people there. But now it is really important to to have that strategy and mm -hmm. make it a priority if it is what you're going to, going to do yeah. or want to do and potentially taking that less is more approach and looking at doing one or two things or channels really, really well. And then working on the other ones. Yes. Yes. <laughs> So speaking of working on stuff, what are you working on this year? What are you learning? Goals for 2019. Goals What's for up 2019? Jen? You know what? And it's something that you're, we're recording one now, <laughs> podcast. No, this isn't like, I don't want to do any podcasts. I'll be a guest on podcasts. <laughs> I struggle just in daily life. Like I've always wanted, I like reading, but I always find that I don't have enough time to read and you know, staying on top of what's happening with mm. social, it can be hard if, if I've got a lot of projects going on or strategies or, you know, you could have four clients all having massive events at the same time. And so one of my kind of goals for 2019 is to find a couple of really great podcasts that I can have on in the background. Cause I'm very much like, I like to have music or something like that on in the background that, so I can kind of multitask, you know, also hearing from other people, 
what they think about features or what they think trends are. I think it's always important to hear what other people have to say. Like you can come up with your own opinions and I have lots of opinions about what's going to happen or what's not going to happen. Again, don't be a focus group of one. I mean, digital and social move so quickly that what one person experiences or what one business experiences may not be something that another business experiences. Yeah. So um, I'm super into looking for podcasts. So besides yours, <laughs> if anyone has any like recommendations on some just good business podcasts, I'm into that. Probably not learning, but more so one of my goals is to a lot of clients bring me on to just do social media and it's really a lot of you know it's like it's not just about social it's about your website and not that I'm an expert in Google Analytics that's why I always like bring in Erica but it's getting them to understand it's not just about social it's how all these other digital um, channels so your email marketing or Google ads can help support your overall business goals but yeah so just getting my clients and people that I work with or train to know that you know, it's time to look at everything, not just social or not just email marketing. Everything plays a part in achieving your business goals. Sounds exciting. I'm sure, I'm sure there's other things on my plate. I've, I'm sure I've got it. It's probably in my Trello board. Somewhere. Send everything to Trello. Yeah. It will get done eventually. Yeah. Also, thank you so much for your time today. As usual, we have Jen's contact details or, you know, social channels. Yeah. Not, not direct contact details. <laughs> Um, if you want to check out what Jen's up to, check out her social contact details in the show notes. Instagram seems to be where you oh, spend yes. a bit of time. Yes, I do spend a bit of time on Instagram. So Primary uh, platform? Uh, yeah. Uh, for the business, probably. Oh, people love to go to my Facebook page. You go, you haven't posted in a while. It's like, well, I've got clients that I'm yeah. doing work for. But um, one of the things I do actually want to focus on this year, I started it last year, is, so I made my personal Instagram, like purely personal and work on a um, business Instagram, which only has a handful of posts right now, but I've got a plan for it. I've got a strategy. I've written it out. Um, and you've got adequate resources. I do. Home. Well, I didn't at the end of the year, but now I do because I've actually carved out time for me to do this on my own Instagram account. But I, one of the things I tell a lot of clients is it's so easy to do Instagram stories. Like you don't need to invest in all this technology and stuff. And so one of the things I was doing on my personal account that I'll start doing on the business account is um, I love cooking. So I don't know if a lot of people like to do that. I'm not, I don't know if I'm a very good cook, but um, I do love to cook. Um, and so it's, you know, doing little things like making, oh, I wanted to make a no-bake cheesecake. I'd be like craving that and it's Ooh. too hot to bake anything. So it's like yeah. no-bake cheesecake. So that's coming up. See, now I've said it, I'll have to make it. Um, but just, <laughs> just check out Instagram stories yeah. for no-bake cheesecake. But um, utilizing Instagram to, to show clients or, you know, when I'm doing trainings, like what you can think about, what you can start doing. So if you go to my business Instagram, you'll notice that I'm going to start doing things in grids of three. So the first one was kind of like a me and then the two dogs, which are like part of the business, but not really. And then I've got, I've done quotes. And so it'll be with that one in particular, using things so that I can show clients, like I actually just did this with a phone and a mic or a phone and a tripod or whatever it is. So it's, it's actually quite easy to do once yeah. you kind of get over the fear of, Oh God, what am I doing? <laughs> it's nice to have that little like sa- sandbox, sand yeah. Pit, yeah. play pit. Um, to go and test out yeah. these things as well, that bit more of a safe space. Yeah. But then when you can demonstrate as well, because we like demo with our own business and personal accounts mm-hmm. a bit in training. Uh, but it's all about yeah, just getting in there and having a go and succeeding with social. No failure here. Yeah. 
thanks again for your time. I'm sure thanks you'll be back. Yes. At some stage, we'll find something else to talk about. If anyone <laughs> has any ideas or topics they want to hear Jen talk about on the Dobcast, do let us know. Otherwise, tune in to the next episode. Yay! Thank you for listening to the Dobcast. I hope you feel inspired and prepared to do your best online. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you could find the time to leave us a review. Your feedback helps us improve and also helps others find us. So consider it your good deed for the day.